Peace and blessings, y'all. It's Bossy. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm super excited because it is Christmas Eve 2022. I'm going to be flying home today to New York. There's one of my girls ordered a thousand dollars worth of products. So I'm going to go ahead and ship that out <laughs> before I leave. But I'm excited because it's a turnaround trip. I'm going up there for just Christmas and I'm going to come back. And <clears throat> I'm excited to go, y'all. I'm really excited because in addition to getting to see my beautiful, wonderful, exceptional, extraordinary, hardworking, spiritual, um, spiritually strong, magical, enchanted family, and the beautiful new house that they just purchased on their, you know, they have a huge tract of land um, <clears throat> in upstate New York, and they have one other house that was on this track of land that was owned by this older gentleman. He's in his eighties named Roger and Roger's getting up in age, you know, so he's decided to go live in a community, um, where there's more assistance and more, um, more people. He's really just kind of been isolated in that home alone. My dad will go over and talk to him, but his children don't come see him a lot, which is to me, that's very, I just, I don't know. You'd never know other families, like their circumstances, their reasons, their financial situations, what's going on, their histories. Hello. Some of these people, some of these people be disrespectful, you know, just, harming their children like they never gonna get old just what you think gonna happen <laughs> I don't know but anyways I don't know this man's story I don't know this man's life I do know that he sold that home to my parents and they are giving it to me so I'm super excited because I get to go see the house um and in addition to that this is what I'm not that I'm most excited about this <laughs> because I literally get to see my humans my people, but I am also super excited because I am getting a new puppy. I'm so happy. I'm so excited. So I'm getting a new puppy. You guys know that earlier this year, my puppy passed away. She was two years old. It was between April 5th and April 6th, it was somewhere around midnight. She passed away. And I'm not going to give all the, you know, horrible, gruesome details here because I don't feel like doing a trigger warning. And I don't feel like, you know, getting pissed off. I don't feel like pissing you guys off. <clears throat> all I can say, sorry, I'm clearing my throat on the mic. Sorry. <laughs> all I can say is that the end of my puppy's life was also the end of my relationship. There is no possibility of me getting back together with this guy unless Jesus himself comes down from the heavens or sends an angel representative to stand in all his glowing glory to tell me to get back with this man. Okay, no matter what he says, no matter how hard he tries, no matter how, you know, what bouquet of ugly-ass shabby flowers he sends to this house, You're done. Okay? It's a no for me, dog. Okay? Literally. So, anyways, when my puppy passed away, y'all, I shut shit down. I wasn't, I haven't been YouTubing. I did two podcast episodes before the one I did a couple days ago. Two podcast episodes on this channel. I was done. You, you hear me? Out for the, 
what is it? What do they say? Down, down for the count. You understand me? I wasn't doing nothing. I wasn't doing nothing but walking around New Orleans aimlessly. You heard? I wasn't doing nothing, okay? But eating some food, taking me some naps, and pouring me some oils, okay? Because I don't like when y'all cuss me out about your orders, so I was doing those, okay? That's all I was doing, going to the gym every once in a while. Going for me some walks, reading books. I've been reading a lot of books. Right now, I'm reading this book called Burn a Black Candle. It's an Italian-American grimoire. I like Italian magic, um, Italian folk magic, particularly. She calls it practical magic. Um, she's, she also says that other people would refer to it as kitchen witchery. But I like what I see from um, the very few you know, resources I've seen on Italian magic because their folk magic reminds me a lot of hoodoo. I feel like there's a lot of similarities there. Um, So I like reading those books. I'm reading The Power of Habit by Charles Duhigg, 12-Week Year by Moran and Lennington. Shout out to The Royal Vibe for recommending that book. Thank you so much, darling. And then I'm also reading Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Dispenza. I heard a beautiful um, interview that he did on this podcast that I'm going to have to figure out what the podcast is called because it is so good. But I heard this interview that he was doing and I was like, this guy is really, this guy is cool, you know? Um, And I was really, you know, I was just really, I was enjoying that motherfucker. Like, okay. He's saying some things that I really, you know, I really like. And the Becoming Supernatural is probably what indirectly led to me wanting to, you know, do a little podcast for us today. I feel like I want to discuss something. I'm trying to find that YouTube channel so you guys can... Check it out when you get a chance. I've been listening to binaural beats, by the way, theta sounds, because apparently they, like, balance both of the sides of our brains, which I think is fucking amazing. Okay, let's see. Lewis Howes. School of Greatness. If you are ever just like driving somewhere, you got a long drive, or you, you know, just need some like new information, something to motivate you, inspire you, get some new fresh ideas flowing, I highly recommend looking up Lewis, L E W I S, House, H O W E S, or School of Greatness. That man is doing some really powerful um, work in bringing us information and ideas from, like, these people who are, you know, really making big moves, you know, in their respective fields. So I was listening to, um, oh, that's another book I'm reading, The Source by Dr. Tara Swart Bieber. 
and not, you know, not that Bieber, you know, the other Bieber. <laughs> but Dr. Tara Swart Bieber wrote a book called The Source, and it's all about the neuroscience and the science, not the, um, not the, like, what is it, meta metaphysics, not the quantum physics, but just just science, just like science of the body and brain, how your brain works, how the nervous system works, and law of attraction. So she's teaching law of attraction, how to make vision bo- or action boards is what she calls them, and explaining to us why these things work based on body brain science not no quantum and I love quantum physics as much as anybody obviously that's why I'm reading supernatural because Dr. Joe Dispenza takes it there and he'll even say like he says in the introduction of this book like I understand that you know other scientists are probably gonna talk shit about me once I release this book but I'm going to release it anyway so I got that book um, so yeah, I'm reading a few books, super excited about that. Going to be heading up to New York, also reading Healing the Divine Art by Manly P. Hall. And I think that's the last book I'm going to recommend on this podcast. I mean, you know, it's like, just give it a rest. I'm always recommending a book, but the healing, uh, book, the divine art is probably, um, in addition to the book from Dr. Joe Dispenza, a uh, Dispenza is what directly led to this podcast episode. I was telling um, my students, all of the people who are subscribed to the app, Brujas, which you can find in your Apple App Store or your Google Play Store, you must sus- subscribe. The subscription is forty four forty four a month. I think on either, I think it's on the apps. Apple App Store, they've tacked on an additional fifty five cents for some reason. I have no idea why, but. Um, if you, I know some of you are probably like, bitch, how much? (laughs) That's because y'all are used to getting things for $3 and 99 cents, which is perfectly fine. Go off. But the information I share in this app is not something like you don't need to stay, um, subscribed to it for years. This is something that you get in, you study the material and then you go on about your business. But the people who are subscribed to this business, to this app are welcome to join me about every once every two weeks in a live call and on our last live call I was talking to people about this word savage I don't like this word referring to our ancients as savages you see that a lot in these um in these spiritual texts in all texts really that for whatever reason feel the need to discuss what people may have been doing um, in ancient. Yeah, like, okay, in like ancient civilizations. So the word savage means not domesticated or under human control. It means untamed, lacking the restraints normal to civilized human beings, fierce, ferocious, wild, uncultivated, boorish, rude, malicious, uncivilized, old-fashioned, and offensive. Um, oh, so, okay, so in Merriam-Webster, they're defining 
um, they're saying that this word, like this definition, savage, is old-fashioned and offensive. And it means a person belonging to a primitive society, a brutal person, a rude and unmannerly person. So I did tell them that the word savage I don't like and that we must stop allowing people to refer to these people these ancients as savages the same way that we must stop allowing people to refer to our kidnapped African ancestors as slaves. We, we need to change that around in our minds. These were not slaves. These were enslaved people. These were people who were removed, forcibly removed from their lives Okay, but these people were landowners, teachers, mothers, fathers, doctors. These people were lawmen. They had their own, some kings, queens. Like these people had their own societies and they did their own work. Priests, medicine women, healer, okay, healers. So stop calling my black ancestors, my African ancestors, slaves, bitch. Stop. You understand? Remember that shit for the rest of your life. Okay? Now, the word primitive is not a bad, it's not a bad word. I, I like the word primitive better. Primitive means not derived. It means that it is the original. The primary, okay? And for me, that works because it's like, okay, so we have these earlier civilizations, these ancient civilizations and societies, communities, tribes, whatever, whatever you know, groups of, of people, and they have these religions. They have these spiritual practices. This is a witchcraft podcast. I'm not sure if... <laughs> Everyone, everyone here should know that. Um, I'm assuming the only people who would find this are those who follow me online. So if you haven't picked up on the witchy vibe yet, welcome. <laughs> welcome, newcomers. Like We talked at spirituality, witchcraft shit here. Um, in addition to, you know, any general life things that might be able to help us. So these primitive individuals who were like worshiping this is what I wanted to talk about tonight who were worshiping the sun and the moon and the rivers and the oceans and the trees you guys know how much I love trees worshiping the trees you know these people who because they lived in a much quieter world where there wasn't the traffic and the music like from speakers and all these artificial um, digitized sounds who lived in a very quiet world and therefore their senses. Uh, he talks about this in Healing the Divine Art, Manly P. Hall. He, he talks about um, how ancient man's, he also uses the word savages, which pisses me the fuck off, obviously. But he talks about how these earlier men, you know, how they would have heard things much louder than we can. Um, and he was writing this back in the early 1900s. So imagine now. Imagine. He says the, 
he says the savage, but I'm going to say the primitive man is always profoundly impressed by loud sounds into his sensitive ears. The no, the noise is much louder than it would seem to us. An experiment made a few years ago proved that a certain American native, I'm going to say native, could hear the ticking of a watch in a man's pocket more than 50 feet away. So heightened senses or normal senses. Hello. We walking around here with dull senses and don't even know it. Don't even know it. Don't even know what these bodies are really capable of, right? And anyway, so those people who were who felt very small and maybe weak and maybe understood and had a you know a higher level, a higher degree of respect for their natural physical environment, the trees, the the animals. I told them in the um, recent live, you know, you have to hunt a bear. You have way more respect for the bear than if you've never seen a bear in real life. You've never had to fight a bear. You know, you've only ever seen a bear in a zoo behind the plexiglass, you know, probably drugs or sleeping. Like you've never really seen a bear in all its glory and freedom. Okay, and so for people who are so-called modern, right, these modern people, people who live very much in these sheltered, sanitized, tamed, perfectly lined, (laughs) you know, matrix kind of realities, very corporate and black suits, white shirts, black ties, like just live in a very um, sanitized version of the world, which is pretty much all of us. Hello. I know one person who literally lives off the land who had two, she had like two wolves as dogs, Tatiana. Um, She's a friend of a friend. You know, she was like out wild, um, what do you call it? Wild crafting bundles of like cedar and sage and selling those at local markets and that's how she's you know would purchase things from stores that she could but otherwise she was killing her food she was living off the land like in the caves in the hills you know in the desert and so just you know a very interesting native girl but the majority of us who you know work in an office and Maybe we, you know, the only trees we see are the trees on the side of the highway or the trees in the center city park when we actually go there and don't really, you know, have a deep connection to these beings, right? We may look at the moon every once in a while when it's full, when our witchy friends online remind us to. Or we might, you know... We might listen to our little, like I listen to binaural beats, binaural beats, however you call those. And the theta sounds, and sometimes they like intersperse it with like forced sounds. So like bugs and birds and different things howling through the night. You can listen to the sounds of water. But how many of us actually take the time to go to the beach without our speakers, without our headphones, and just sit there and listen, you know? 
just sit there and experience, sit there with our eyes open or closed and feel the energy of the water, of the oceans. How many of us go and sit with trees without our headphones and earbuds and talking, fucking talking, talking, talking through every goddamn experience, air signs. Well, not all air signs, because my Geminis don't do that. <laughs> my Geminis, mm-mm. They be, they be wanting me to shut the fuck up, actually. <laughs> actually, no, I can't say that. I can't say that. It's not all air signs. Okay. I'm not going to say nothing else about it. But not talking through every experience, just like absorbing the energy, being present. To the tree, to the mystery of the tree. Because here's the thing about modern man, and this is really, this is the thing I wanted to come on here so badly to say. Modern man thinks he knows so fucking much, right? And this is particular to certain races as well, in case y'all are wondering. But modern man thinks he knows so fucking much, bro. You think because you know the exact distance of the sun from the earth or you can tell me, oh, that's just the sun. I know when it rises. I know when it sets. And, you know, it's not actually rising or setting. It's actually the the, um, earth that's moving around the sun and just has the appearance. You can tell me all these things and, you know, the elements and molecular makeup of the elements and all these gases and things that are making up the sun. And so you... Look down your nose at people who worship the sun. You look down people who have a sun god, even though Jesus is a sun god, okay? You look down people at, you know, who worship these different, like, sun deities, and they do it very, like, without needing to hide the fact that that's what they're doing. Or you look at people who worship around trees, keep a tree in the center of, you know, the holy place, and they worship around this tree, and they develop a relationship with this tree and the spirits of this tree. And you look at them and you think that they're they're primitive or savage. You think that they're primitive. You think that, oh, they don't know better. They just, you know, they have a thing for super, they're superstitious people. You know, or they have fetishes, right? And you don't understand what it is, so you just write it off as, silly or superstitious or whatever. And then all these people returning to African traditional religions and practicing African diasporic religions and all the, or African derivative religions and all these, these people who are reintroducing themselves or getting reintroduced to these older paths. Modern man will look down their, their nose, his nose at these people They don't know any better. It's a poor man's practice, right? When here's the thing, you can tell me when the moon will set and when it will rise, and you can tell me when it's going to be full and when it's going to be new, and you can even tell that it has some kind of effect on the waters and women's menstrual cycles, but what you can't tell me is why. What you can't tell me is why lightning, light, streaks through the sky and thunder. You can't tell me why. You can't tell me who made it this way. You can't really tell me what 
is happening, what it is, telling me what elements and gases make up the sun doesn't tell me why the sun is there. What the sun is, why the sun is a perfect distance from the earth so we don't freeze to death or burn up and die. You don't tell me, you don't tell me, that doesn't tell me anything. So primitive people, and this is why I prefer them, I prefer people who are moving more into to traditional religions because the mystery is respected as such. A lot of modern men, and sorry to say it, but some of my atheist friends do this too, where they're like, you can't prove it to me, so I'm just going to pretend like there's no mystery. <laughs> you know? Some of my atheist friends will say, there is definitely something mysterious about this, but I don't know that I have enough information to call it one way or another, which is fine, okay? I think we get closer to agnostic with that. But there are people, especially amongst modern people, who don't really go out into nature, into the world, and who don't have any direct spiritual experiences, who think they know everything there is to know. They won't even listen to any new information. You must stay away from that. And you must never look down your nose at primitive people who can look at a tree and know that there is something more to it than just these four little words or four little letters, okay? Just because you decide to call a being something doesn't mean you know anything at all about it. I love trees. I absolutely love trees, you know. I was reading about trees today, um, the root systems in particular. I didn't know that the root systems of the trees only go down 6 to 24 inches. Like this is most trees' uh, root systems, they don't go deeper down into the earth than about 2 feet because there's not there's no oxygen and nutrients that far down. But from six inches to about 24 inches, that's where they occupy a lot of, of uh, that's where the root system occupy a lot of space. But here's the thing that, that I love is that they occupy an area that is two to four times the diameter of the tree's crown, right? Trees are an as above, so below demonstrated right before our fucking eyes. And so this is why I introduce my students always to, to the universal laws. This is law of correspondence. Law of correspondence says as above, so below. These two things will correspond to each other, okay? This is when you hear people say, you know, the fish rots from the head down or the workers will do what the boss does, that kind of thing. These are all examples of as above, so below, law of correspondence. And I'm always asking this question in my mind is like, what is this thing with trees, right? Especially in the Christian scriptures, well, they're not Christian scriptures, they are humanity scriptures, um, where we're talking about like the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the tree of life. What's with the trees, bro? Like, did God like trees too? And if God had a thing about trees, why would modern man and why would these, you know, these people, these Christian people in particular who are definitely going to cut down a tree and bring it into their house um, tomorrow, by tomorrow. Why, what is, what is, why would you ever judge somebody who sits with the tree? 
Oh, they're just being silly. Oh, they're just superstitious. <laughs> She's a tree hugger. Look at this loser. It's like, is your is your God not fond of trees? <laughs> there's something about these trees, bro. Like, there's something about these trees. What was the cross made out of again? There's something about these trees. There's something here. Trees themselves. That is, I wrote about this the other day, is that they are what made me believe in reincarnation because they die and revive every year. And then even after the tree is finally done being a tree, however that happens, it can now move into another phase of existence, whether it's being, I have a pen that's made from um, a live oak tree here in New Orleans that was dying. They have the, um, I believe, cypress trees, and then they have the live oak trees that you can purchase at some of the local um, stores. But this is from a, a live oak tree that was dying in Audubon Park. Its new life is as a pen, pages of a paper or a notebook or a grimoire or, you know what I mean, or the, your writing desk or doors in your home or the house. <laughs> like Trees are amazing. It makes a lot of sense to me that modern man would look to the sky and look to the, the thunder and the lightning and the rivers and the oceans and the earth, right? The earth, the place where their bed, their dead is buried. Look to these things and recognize that there is mystery here. There's something here that I don't know. But modern man will answer only a couple of questions, none of them being why the fuck it's happening, why it's like this. None of, none of the whys. Only some really surface-level facts about a thing, and then they just stop worshiping. They stop having this deep respect and reverence. They stop observing. They stop spending time with the trees and, you know, sun-gazing and listening to the ocean, being in the ocean, going through the, the forest. Now they start cutting forests down. And they talk about people who lived in these forests calling them savages. Like, we're the civilized ones. Are we the civilized ones? Are we? Because I won't believe that we're civilized until every person who is unhoused is housed. You know? There's this research um, group called Lending Tree. Lending Tree. Okay? Um, and they reported that 16 million homes were vacant across the United States. This is from an article that I read in 2022. So 16 million homes vacant. In January 2020, there was half a million people. It's just over half a million. So it was like um, 580,000, 466 people homeless, on the streets, and in shelters. Most of those people were individuals, something like 70%. The rest of them were people in families, people with children. Half a million people experiencing homelessness. 16 million homes empty. That's civilized. <laughs> we're experiencing temperatures this year 50 degrees below. Zero Fahrenheit. 50 degrees below zero. 
far past freezing. People die in the streets. Wintertime. Freeze to death. That's civilized to y'all. That's savage, in my opinion. That's savage. That you care more about the money you can't take with you (laughs) than someone's life. That's insane. That's insane. Here's what I want to say. I know I've said that three times. Mm, it's really cold here in New Orleans, but the crows are still outside. These are the kinds of things that you start to notice when you become, you know, when you start paying attention to the natural world again, right? Some of y'all notice that too. Like, it's really cold and the crows are still here, you know? Let me pay attention to these beings. Let me pay attention. Why are they? How are they? What can you learn about them? How are they a demonstration of universal laws, like the tree being as above, so below? That root system, that crown. What has the tree experienced? What has it seen? How many lives has it lived? How many winters has it experienced? What does this tell us about resilience and endurance, about peace and patience? about the ability to withstand. Trees can teach you directly. So can the rivers, the oceans, thunder and lightning. I remember one time I was in a plane while it was storming and the clouds from my vantage point, they looked violet and purple. And I saw the lightning flashing through the clouds. Ah, probably the most beautiful thing I've ever seen, besides like my nephew being born or my baby sister's faces when they were babies. (laughs) The most beautiful thing had ever seen it makes more sense to me that a person would deify or have a deity who owns thunder and lightning and call upon that deity talk to that deity or orisha speak to them trust the wisdom and guidance of this powerful being than to ignore it. Oh, that's just lightning. Or complain about it. It's raining outside. Bitch. <laughs> you ever heard of a drought? You better you better give thanks for this rain, you know? Anyways, I love you guys so much. Stop using words without, you know, <laughs> stop using words that are derogatory. Stop thinking that words tell the whole story. They do not. Be mindful of what you're saying. I appreciate you. I hope that you all will join the app. And I hope that you will take more time to get more observant, more aware, and more present to your natural environment. 
I love you. Thanks for listening.